0: Just the Facts podcast. My name is Anastasia Pavlovskaya, and I'm Ashley Diaz. Woo, woo! What a week! Wow. What a week! How are you? What's been going on in your life? Um, I've been good. I've been busy with work. Uh, got a
1: haircut. You yeah, you see. are looking so good.
0: For those who are just listening, <laughs> you, use your imagination. Just picture fabulous, fabulous energy. Picture. Annie from
1: <laughs> the musical and Bruno Mars had a baby.
0: <laughs> I get so triggered when people say Annie because people call me Annie oh, sometimes no. when they don't know me. Like someone hit me up for a booking the other day, they're like, "Hey Annie," and I'm like, "You really don't know me." Like I feel That's <laughs> like when people say Ash. It's like, uh, "Excuse you?" It's like, "Okay, Pokémon." Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Is the worst. Like Get it
0: together. Oh my God, New word, nicknames are always not cute. (laughs) It's not cute. And it's weird when people give you that nickname because I'm like, I'm not a pretzel. Like I'm not (laughs) an Auntie Annie. Um, All the things. How's your week been, Anna? Good. Uh, My parents are selling my childhood home.
1: Oh wow, that's
0: huge. I, I spent the night, a couple nights ago there. And my mom, it's so funny because, so that house... We had it since I was in the fourth grade. So it's like 17 years would be this year. So wow. that's the longest we ever lived anywhere. And my mom has been trying to get me to react this entire time. Like she, keep, they bought their house that they're moving into in like November. So this is something that has been in the process but they're finally putting the house on the market this week. Their old house. And my mom has been trying to get emotions out of me. And I'm like, mom, no, I'm not feeling anything. But um, the other day (laughs) I went to my parents house. You know, because it's just like, it's it's good for them. I think it's Mm -hmm. good that, you know, they're in their 60s. I'm like, I'm happy that they have things to look forward to. Because especially like in my case, I'm an only child. My parents really have an empty nest. So I'm like, I want them to have things to look forward to. And also not just be focusing on like whether I'm going to have a kid or not. Anytime soon. You know. Yes. Give I'm them like, something else to look forward to. <laughs> Renovate your new house. Yeah. Play a little room, like, HGTV. About my yeah, exactly. But I I went into my bedroom, my childhood bedroom, and I came in, and basically everything had been already moved out, minus a desk and a dresser. And seeing that made me break down. Made me break. I feel down.
1: like it was done on purpose. She's like, "Oh, she's not gonna cry. I'm just gonna leave a poster
0: my, of her favorite oh childhood
1: <laughs> and her mirror." <laughs>
0: I I went and passed my mother, but it's so funny the next morning. So I cried. I got over it. The next morning I woke up and my, I, I was kind of bummed. I was like, Oh, you know, my mom has work. My dad has work. Like I wish we could have had like one last big breakfast around the table. You know, but hmm. then I realized like that's something we never did. We never, <laughs> did we never even did Once again, did. trying
1: to be Lucy Mcguire. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: like this didn't happen in your real life, Anna. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to live a fantasy. So I basically proceeded after my parents both left to make a video, like a 10 minute video, walk around the house just for memories. But I was just crying the entire time. So it was the most pathetic thing ever. Because I'm like, <laughs> okay, and this is where we'd like sit around and watch The Simpsons. And just, Oh my God. I'm just kind of like, I got dumped. and it just <laughs> and You so have was, to send
1: this to your mom so she doesn't feel like you don't have emotions. <laughs> yeah,
0: I know. She has to know that I got really upset about it. Um, oh, there no, may be something so too Russian. She's too Russian there may be some things though i discussed in that video that she doesn't know about so i have to like, oh, just was very emotional <laughs> i was just trying and videotaping it like i don't know it was this a is lot. where i got fingered for the first time Pretty and oh, much. Pretty just much. kidding mom if you're listening <laughs> <laughs> i don't think she knows what podcasts are so i think we're clear yeah neither She's just not. on youtube vloggers. <laughs> like it took her 15 years to realize that those are a thing and yep. i think that's where she's at in her development for talk radio. Your mom and my mom should
1: get together because they're on the same wavelength. Oh my goodness.
0: My mom loves YouTubers now. Oh my god. It's just you have to watch out for these immigrant parents. If you don't <laughs> monitor them, they get corrupted and they Or mom,
1: they start calling the police because they think you're kidnapped.
0: <laughs> well, that was a good reason. No, my mom, it's so it's like A big thing in the news lately has been the vaccine because, you know, in Florida now they are lowering the age of vaccine to 18 on next week, which is going to be pretty cool. And my mom, like she got her first vaccine, but she called me. She's like, Anastasia, I've been watching these YouTubers and they're talking about how the vaccine is causing all these problems and how people are taking it and they're stopping the vaccine and I I'm like mom I don't know and I don't have time to look into this I look at you later and it's like the AstraZeneca vaccine I'm like mom we don't even have that in America like (laughs) it's not even approved in the United States so
1: tell her to stop taking YouTube videos from her WhatsApp because what's up Uh, oh there's been a busy
0: week though in the news I'm sure there's been a lot of different things sent around the whatsapp chats (laughs) well the um
1: large vessel that got stuck the cargo ship that got stuck so funny how it took a week for it to get unstuck yeah kind of like my butt after I eat a mcrib. Just a week backed up.
0: Just a little backup. i mean, a week. Call a doctor. I <laughs> have 24 hours or more. <laughs> I was a week backed I up That's after why I that <laughs> Oh, <wait>. hold up. <laughs> <laughs> Pfizer?
1: <Oops>.
0: <laughs> AstraZeneca. <laughs> I can. We're just going to name, name pharmaceutical companies because they have money and we could use a sponsorship. Yeah, we'll sell your pills. <laughs> basically like Larry King, RIP. At the end of his life, that's what he did. He just sold random vitamins and pharmaceuticals on his I radio show. Like he did like a radio show. It was, it was like at one in the morning and it'd be like Larry King's penis enlargement and it would, it would be, would like he give a review? They're like seven wives. So I think he, he knew what was up. Literally. Yeah. Hey. Hey. <laughs>
1: Um, what else happened? Well, uh, there was this uh, fugitive who got caught in the Dominican Republic after seven years of hiding f- from Italy. He was an Italian mob who got caught because he's making what? YouTube videos. Oh, Apparently, no. Anna's mom reposted it on Facebook and that's how they got fined.
0: <laughs> She's a snitch. How are you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> You would think living in Russia that she wouldn't be such a snitch, but (laughs) that's why she left Russia. Oh my my gosh! Did you see the little Knox, the little Nas X music video? It's totally by your name. I this is causing such a stir, such a stir. Um, it's love it, yeah. I so the thing is. I think what people are missing in this video, because people are talking about like Satan and all these things. But there are a lot of other references that people missed in the Call Me By Your Name video that I think are worth mentioning. A, Marie Antoinette. Yes. That's definitely, you know, the wigs. Um, There was definitely a Britney Spears reference because the two people holding him are in like jean outfits. So they're in the all-jean outfits. There's a little bit bit of a Britney, Britney and Justin vibe there. And there's a whole like Star Trek thing because it looks like the first person that he makes out with is a Klingon. Like they look like a Klingon. And I'm like, dang, Star Trek fans need to be hopping on this. Because that is another message that people are missing in this video.
1: I don't know if it's just me, but when I saw Satan, I immediately remembered the villain in the movie Mask with Jim Carrey. Mm. When he puts on the mask, he looks like the bone structure, everything looks just like him.
0: Maybe it's the same guy. Maybe it's the same guy. Maybe. Well, maybe.
1: I love it. And I don't care that there's Satan references because
0: what is the world without Satan? <laughs> Interesting. So now, now there was that company Mischief that created that sneaker. Oh, yeah, That was the Nike sneaker. And it was in honor of Lil Nas X's new music video. And they're like, we're going to have sat- Satanic images. There's going to be blood in these sneakers. I actually read six employees at this company donated blood. Stop. So it's like blood. Yeah, no, it's straight up. This kind of <laughs> mischief is really weird. I've been doing so much deep digging into them because if previously you've act- we've heard of this company before because they were actually the ones that sold the Jesus shoe. Remember the shoe that was also a Nike Air Max mm-hmm. that had holy water in it. So... It's interesting because people are so mad about the satanic shoe, but no one was pissed when they were stepping on Jesus. There's literally a a Jesus shoe has like a cross. It's like, (laughs) no one was mad. I'm like, it's the same thing. Like people wearing like American flag board shorts. Like people choose when to be offended about exactly things. And they were dropping like 666 pairs of these shoes. Of course. so Six that was employees,
1: the they donated blood. Come
0: on. Now. Yeah. So six employees' blood, is spread in these 666 six, six shoes. So each employee divided their blood into 111 shoes. I don't know if this is a coincidence,
1: but you know I live in Beverly Grove. So yeah. Okay. A block away on Switzerland, is six 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 one street right in front of it somebody got stabbed yesterday what? there was like helicopters for four hours wow and i think it had to do with this release
0: I was really, that was a PR move. I think I saw Lil Nas X. (laughs) I know, Lil Nas X is out of control. You know, my dad's birthday is 666. Shut up. Yeah, my dad's birthday is June 6, 1956. I hope there's no scammers listening. Oh, Um, shit. (laughs) You know they're listening. Oh, I know. They're the only ones who listen. I mean. We're always out here, like, looking for all these people. They're like, we're asking Pfizer if they're listening, Issa Rae. Um, but it's <laughs> really just there's scammers. <laughs> you know, we take 200 listens the other day, and I was like, it's scammers. Yes. It's just scammers. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm
1: sure there's some fans in there. Hopefully, even if they're scamming, they're a fan. <laughs>
0: scamming and fanning. Fanning and scamming. Hey. <laughs> that's like a back on my bullshit move it's like what you doing I'm scanning and fan <laughs> scanning and <fan-ing. laughs> that's a t-shirt that's a t-shirt oh my god facts. a t-shirt facts, facts. <laughs> um <laughs> so, yeah what else What were you gonna say no nothing <laughs> <laughs> oh we're so polite Libras I know um... <laughs> <my> energy.
1: <laughs> Uh, So um, also Quavo and Sweetie, Sweetie, as we know, broke up a couple of weeks ago and TMZ just uh, released a video of, of course, in the elevator getting into a fight. What is it with these artists
0: getting into fights in elevators? Do they think it's private? I think it's on purpose PR because it's a place where they know they have surveillance footage.
1: Well, at one point of the video, he's like, because it starts with literally right at the top. Sweetie is throwing a punch in the air at Quavo. He dodges it. And then there's like this mysterious orange Call of Duty box that goes into the elevator. What's in the box? We don't know. We want to know what's in it. And then out of nowhere, they they start tossing for this, this box. It's really important. She falls to the floor and stays there the rest of the video. She's she's barefoot on the floor, and Quavo's just staring at her. So there's no like physical fighting, which I'm happy for Quavo that he controlled himself. Disappointed in Sweetie for throwing a punch like that because if it was reversed, he would have been arrested. That's not cool, yeah. you know.
0: And but, then wait, wait, wait. No, uh, you keep going because <laughs> and I have then, some thoughts. I have so, so Keep going. You keep laying down the land for us because I'm laying down like the, the land. Full context.
1: My Lay favorite part of the, the video is the elevator opens. There's a guy standing outside. Him and Quavo lock eyes. Elevator doors close. <laughs> it's you like
0: know, woman on the floor was like. I, That's can't deal with, I can't deal with another person. There's already two of us in this. You can't yeah. have a third person. No, we already know, right know what in. happens when there's three in the elevator. Yeah, no, no, no. It Minage falls well. off.
1: <laughs> exactly. And then my favorite part. He looks up <laughs> on the corner and there's a camera. And he takes a deep breath like, fuck.
0: <laughs> or, hell yeah, because we just pulled off the best Call of Duty PR stunt ah! ever. Oh, Damn, these PR agents are getting, getting smart it's a fighting game Chris Kardas- or sorry Chris Jenner <laughs> the show is over keeping up with the Kardashians is over she's now bringing her skills to other mm. places
1: oh facts. Ooh. stop Ooh.
0: just Ooh. the facts
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you these PR agents are getting out of hand out of pocket
0: out of pocket, Speaking of out of pocket. I was reading that a plaintiff, a woman lost her personal injury, ugh, personal injury lawsuit because her lawyer refused to wear a mask. So the judge, this happened in New York, okay. I believe. Yes, it happened in New York. And what happened was there was this lawyer and he just refused to wear a mask. He's like, I'm sweating. It's so hard for me to speak. And the judge was like, I'm just gonna throw out this case. So this lady lost her case because her lawyer wouldn't wear a mask. And I'm like, damn, that's what happens when you get a Groupon lawyer. Like. (laughs) Hey, hey, hey. You know, Groupons have been good
1: to us. (laughs)
0: They still haven't sponsored us, so I'm pretty pissed because we definitely name drop them at least once a show. Yeah,
1: I I do. Whenever I bring up my skydiving bit, I bring up Groupon.
0: I mean, anytime I'm just in my daily life, I bring up Groupon because (laughs) it's the holy trinity. (laughs) Groupon, if you're listening, drop in
1: our DMs. I know. That's a welcome message. That's a welcome message. We give you consent to slide into our DMs.
0: Oh my goodness. Yes. That's
1: crazy. I would have been so mad if I would have paid for a lawyer and they would have refused to wear a mask.
0: I just have people doing bad jobs. People doing bad jobs. And I don't know. I don't know. But we have a lot of show coming up for these people. We have a really great guest, Irina Voronina, who's been seen in Playboy she's just she's done a bunch of performances she's big on tiktok Um, i'm super excited for that interview so stick around stick around guys we'll be right back Welcome back to Just the Facts, episode five. Today we're joined by Irina Voronina, who is a Playboy model originally from Russia. And she's also a comedian, she's an actress, she's a TikTok extraordinaire. I mean, she is so funny. Thank you so much for joining us, Irina. Hi, thanks for having me, ladies. Oh, thank you, thank you. So uh, what was that like? What was it like being a Playboy bunny? I'm sure we're all curious. It was,
2: um, you know, it seems like a lot of fun now, looking back at things. But back then, um, Playboy sponsored me for my working papers. And uh, I came here, you know, to try it out, to try to model, possibly act, which just sort of happens. happened. Um, it was fun. But at that time, I don't think I had as much appreciation for it as i do now because you know like when you can come to the playboy mansion every week hang out with half and celebrities when you get sent around the world you know you get paid to go represent the brand in different countries you're like yeah that's just my life i'm whatever <laughs> but now when i look back at it it's like uh wow i've um done some incredible things and i'm very grateful you know to mr hafner that um, i'm a part of i was a part of playboy family
0: that's awesome i
1: mean that that must be must have been such a culture shock to have gone from russia into america and then you're also a playboy bunny so like how how did you adjust to just living in america and then also all this attention that you're getting all of a sudden
2: uh adjusting to live in America was very different because I lived in Europe before I actually left Russia to model in Milan, I lived in Switzerland, and I sort of just like adapted to you know, like European lifestyle. And the United States was totally different. In a way, it's like going back in Russia, because in America, anything goes. And uh, rules are meant to be broken. I didn't really know who half was or like how big Playboy was. For me, it was just a job. <laughs> and uh, yeah, moving here, I, I think I had really big balls at that time because I was like, you know what? I'm just going to move to America just to see what it's like. I'm going to look for a place on Craigslist and <laughs> um, hopefully I won't get killed. Oh, Also, I don't drive a car, but you know what? when i get here i'll figure it out
0: so yeah the <laughs> mindset to have you know it's so funny no i feel like that is a common thing though cuz my mom did not know how to drive a car until we moved to the united states and i remember like being with my mom when she learned how to drive a car and i feel like a lot of people in russia and a lot of women don't drive cars but it's not because it's a rule it's just like because it's a thing i guess i don't know
2: Well, I think in my family, really, like nobody, no women, like my mom never drove a car. My grandma never drove a car. Both grandmas. I actually like to joke about it. I wrote a joke saying that my mom likes to remind me that I don't have a master's degree. And I like to remind her that, you know, like I'm the first woman to have a
1: car. (laughs) (laughs) Technically, you're the progressive here. <laughs> I know, right? I am the feminist.
0: <laughs> so what was what was life back in Russia? I mean, for those who are listening, if they don't know by now, I'm also Russian. So which is one of the reasons why when I met Irina... Um, I connect with you so well because it's awesome, especially Russians that like smile, let alone do comedy. I mean, it's, (laughs) it's a very rare thing. So what was it it like, what was it like for you when you were there? um, And I know you had left to Europe and have you gone back um, to see family?
2: Yes, I have gone back to see family. I was going back like literally every year until I got married. And then I was like, I'm never going back. I'm kidding. (laughs) I haven't been back in five years. My mom thinks they're not going to let me in because of all the videos of Putin and Trump that I put out on TikTok. Uh, We had this conversation the other day and she was like, well, you know what? Like, you're not going to go to jail because you're an American citizen. Guess who's going to go to jail for you? (laughs) she's She's like totally implying that they're watching. They're watching you. I'm like, mom, who's watching? Who's watching
0: (laughs) you came here, uh, you've been living this time and it's there's always this fear of like whether you can go back or not, because I have it, too, because even just in general, I don't even put stuff on TikTok. My influence is not that big, but there is that fear. Do you think that you'd ever be able to do comedy in Russia or have you ever done comedy in Russia or do you think that it would be a taboo? Um,
2: I've never done comedy in Russia, actually. From what I understand, stand-up kind of like is really popular and developing right now. And, um, you know, even there are female stand-up comics in Russia now. They have a competition similar to, you know, Last Comic Standing. I don't think I could do it in Russian language. And also... also, I don't know, you know how like in America, we're still like as women in comedy, it's still hard for us, right? Uh, there's probably like 100 more like male headliners than female headliners, you know, the ratio of Netflix special, and Amazon special. So women are just getting their voice out there maybe in the last, you know, five mm-hmm. to 10 years. But in Russia, it's more like we're 50 years behind, I don't think I could put up with toxic masculinity in Russia. And even though I'm very strong and I, you know, I have been through some unpleasant experiences in America, but these are civilized experiences compared to Russia. So, and everything I see, of course, there's some brilliant comics coming out of Russia um, that I occasionally come across to like on YouTube and, um, Even women comedians, but I feel like a lot of Russian humor still evolves around, you know, toxic masculinity, putting down women, you know, complaining about your wife. Um, I don't know if you know, I, I mean, you Your parents are Russian, Anastasia, but Russians are very racist people.
0: Oh, I mean, listen, I've been dealing with my mom watching all these Russian vloggers, and she's like, my vloggers went to the Capitol and they didn't do anything wrong. And I'm like, mom. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, and it's, it is. Yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, it's. (laughs) It's really
2: hard, like for me, I am progressive like you. And going back to Russia and seeing things that are not right and dealing with people that have a completely different mindset, uh, I don't think I could do that at this point. You know what I mean? I like I choose to surround myself with people who think like me, like I blocked, I don't know, thousands of Trump supporters in the last year. Two, three, not because I don't want to fight with them. I just don't need them as my followers because they don't Mm -hmm. respect women. You know, it starts there before, you know, before you storm the Capitol, you probably beat up your wife the night before. Hypothetically speaking, like uh, it, it is a part of the culture. It is the part of what's wrong with those people
1: yeah I mean that's a really good point to to make that it's not even so much about the argument but it's what you represent culturally so I mean it it must have been hard growing up in that kind of environment um constantly having to confront like have you always felt this way were you always vocal about how progressive you are well the thing is you don't know what's wrong with
2: the world until you Mm. see the world most women still think, you know, it's okay to be treated like crap. You know, it's, it's okay to not argue with your husband and put up with a lot of stuff. And, you know, like Russian women, they're saints, Russian women like are trained from being very little like you have to know how to do everything around the house yep. you know you have to cook you have to clean you have to know how to raise children and then you know you have, oh and you have to have a master's degree in a full-time job or two <laughs> yeah. and you know pick up your children from school I don't know in, in the snow with no car <laughs> uh, And there is not that much pressure on man in Russia you know, men, are, they're so precious, you know, they need to be treated in a very special way, you know, because men need, need a lot of rest and... um <laughs> <laughs> they need to hang out on the couch by the tv and being waited on when wow. you know wife and husband technically worked the same hours except wife also like cooked food <laughs> and went to the store to buy food and picked up kids and put the kids to bed but like don't even get me started on it's so wrong on so many levels and I know some people may disagree because you know in the last I don't know 20 years things things probably have changed a little bit for the best but where I'm from and you know outside of Moscow and small towns things mm. are still the same.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean I get into that conversation with my mom all the time because um I'm living with my boyfriend and I'm doing comedy shows right now. We're both you know Florida's open, so we are going and we're being safe, but we're not both going to the shows because we figure we both go somewhere where there's a chance we both could get sick, but maybe, you know, we'll minimize the chances. But my mom will be like, oh, he's not upset that you're going without him. And like, she's always she's always like, what do you mean? Like, (laughs) and it is so true. And I feel like I can relate so hard to the fact of being so angry at this, Old way of living, and it's just so different from what we've been empowered with. I mean, you use your voice in a lot of ways, and uh, you did block a lot of people, but you also got really vocal uh, this year. Uh, politically and for, you know, for good reason too. Um you, especially with like the Black Lives Matter movement, and all that stuff. And I remember you saying a lot of people were giving you criticism and that was, I assume when you blocked a lot of people. Um, what does it mean for you? Cause you have a lot of fans and followers. What does it mean for you to have that platform?
2: You know, um, now that I'm a comedian and people actually listen to what I have to say, It's very different. I feel like as a comic, you know, it's your responsibility to speak out. You can't just sit on your millions of followers and, oh, I just want to be politically correct. And I don't want to rub people the wrong way. I believe if you stand up for something and you believe in something like, you know, um, even though we have this cancel culture nowadays where... Some people are like, oh, I'm not going to say anything because I may never be booked again um, Mm -hmm. in whatever club or show. But I think it's necessary. It's necessary. And I also like I I can't just be quiet about things I'm very passionate about. And uh, I love politics and I love political humor. (laughs) So I've been utilizing some of that for my funny videos and TikToks, and hey, like maybe my posts um, didn't really help the election. You know, I'm in California, like we're a Democratic state anyway. But if even if it didn't make that much of a difference, at least it uh, gave people a thought to think about something and maybe put a smile on people's faces.
1: I mean, not to um put you in a box, but you're not you're in California. But I feel like your voice is definitely going everywhere, especially in Russia from to that place where it is so strict and conservative. I'm sure some people have heard your voice and be like, hey, maybe this is wrong. The way that we're living is a little dated. But um, to talk. I, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> uh,
2: because I've gotten like tons of messages from like Russian men. I don't even have mm-hmm. that big of a following in Russia, but you you're right about, you know, being international and being uh, like obviously like I have US following. It's not just like California people. But Russian men, they were very much offended when somebody's speaking up, you know, against Putin and against the regime. Uh, I get messages like just go back to showing your tits go back to posting bikini pictures. It's not even that we're on the opposite, you know, sides of the fence. It's not that it's more like seeing a woman voice her opinion rubs them the wrong way so much. Yeah, because yeah. we should not be entitled to an opinion.
0: But, you know, I feel like you've been able to really do a lot with your comedy um, and you've done a lot with your acting as well. Tell us a little bit about your acting and how you went from modeling into acting and how that's brought you to comedy.
1: Ooh.
2: Yes, where do I start?
0: <laughs> you can break it up.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's been a journey, I have to say. You know, um there also the difference between coming from somewhere else, right, than growing up in America. Um I feel like in the US, you guys are progressive, like as little kids, you know, parents always encourage you. I mean, good parents, but like you can be anything you want, you know, just the world is your uh, canvas, just dream of something and, you know, it'll come true and you can, in Russia, it's not like that. Like
1: In <laughs> Russia, <laughs>
2: we're put down from early age. Like you are nothing. Just be like everybody else. So I don't have to be ashamed of you. Like in (laughs) Russia, if you stand out for any reason, you're out of line. And this is kind of how I was brought up, and I was really quiet. Um I mean, I did end up modeling and you know, posing nude, but I was still a very shy person. And it's not like really natural for me to talk about myself. Um, When I started acting, it was mostly because, you know, as a model, all they want you to just stand there and look pretty. Nobody cares about your opinion, again. Nobody cares if you're funny or if you speak English. So I felt like, oh, my God, with acting, I can, like, really, you know, have a voice and people can see me in a different light. And it was a little bit of that. But then, you know, like, honestly, like, in the last 10 years for me, booking an acting role was like winning a lottery. Like, when you actually book a legitimate union you know, network or, you know, not even like queebie job. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening because it's very competitive. And I still, you know, audition, I go out auditioning against you know 20 year old girls who are hotter and prettier and maybe not for, always for the same parts as them but like all russian they will see every russian girl in town for russian girl part and i haven't been able to cross over just to play a girl like with a neutral accent that is not necessarily from russia so like i've had a fair amount of acting parts. But at the same time, I spent—I was spending most of my time sitting at home and waiting for the phone to ring. And even when it rings, it doesn't mean it rings as a job. It means you have to go to an audition and you don't necessarily book it. So I wanted to do something creative. And since I've done a fair amount of comedy with Reno 901 and other films and television, I was like, okay, I'm going to start try stand up. Let's see what happens. And maybe it would help me to come out of my shell (laughs) and, uh, being able to be a better performer, a better writer. I didn't know where it would take me. Uh, but I was very nervous when I started and here I am. (laughs) I come a long way.
1: Was there, um, a specific moment where that that click like that that it dawned on you like stand up this is where I need to be
2: I started seeing more and more uh of my actresses friends doing stand up and we have this really um uh, fun you probably heard of pretty funny women um yeah it's mm-hmm. cool yeah so I've seen girls graduate from Pretty Funny Women and they were able to do five minutes on stage. And to me, that was just amazing. Like I was blown away. And uh, I was like, I don't know, maybe I could do it. Maybe I should do it. Um, Yeah, so that's how it went down.
0: That's That's awesome. awesome. Um, Speaking of Pretty Funny Women, I know that um, you definitely in your comedy embrace feminism and women in comedy and the role of that sisterhood that we have um and that some comics do and some comics don't but what has that community of like pretty funny women and all these different um women in comedy groups what has that done for you as a comic and what is that community how's that helped you
2: I've been very fortunate to meet so many amazing and funny women Um, with both, with pretty funny women and the studio I uh, study at now, Misfit Toys Comedy, it's huge. First of all, it's nice to be surrounded by people that get your sense of humor. Like right now, I'm literally I'm working on a piece about having periods in former USSR with no sanitary products. Like I couldn't probably, like I couldn't take it to like a normal mic, or you know, do it like in front of guys. Yeah. And um, you know, this community is also like everybody wants you to succeed. Like we're not competing. And I find like that some, some people don't understand that there is a space for comedy for everyone because everyone has their own story. And that's why we're all so unique. But of course, some girls are still a little catty in a way that, well, you know, they can only book one woman on a show. And uh, which is still the case in a lot of comedy clubs. Okay, we'll put like one girl and one black guy and uh, we can call it diversity. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I I enjoy um, being around women in comedy. I enjoy supporting my comedy sisters. Honestly, it takes so much more for a woman to do what we do. And uh, we should be supporting each other any way we can. Kudos. (laughs)
1: kudos. <laughs> yes. Um uh, you spoke about doing controversial uh, comedy and and talking about things that necessarily people won't like. Um does that mean that you get hecklers if you do? Uh, what's your favorite heckler? <laughs> or (laughs) moment that you have hecklers on
2: stage yeah well I haven't been on stage since like even virtually (laughs) yeah virtually so yeah I think I haven't been on stage since March (laughs) um but honestly like I haven't done haven't gotten much hecklers and usually I've been very fortunate to sort of do material like on stage as a comic like what's suitable for the crowd i'm in Mm -hmm. and also you know if you're in a big stage you know like laugh factory or improv you kind of know that they are not going to love your political commentary you're there, you know, to make people laugh and to show them what you can do. I mean, until you're up Upto, <laughs> who can do 20 minutes set on Trump, you know, and <laughs> it's fine. Like until you have a name, you kind of, I feel like have to play by the rules where I'm very vocal on my social media about my political opinions and I feel very free to express it, but I don't, I won't necessarily do it on the paid gig. Because also, you know, your job as a comedian not to be divisive, but to unite people and make people laugh. Um, and uh, wow, I totally went on a tangent. But what was the question? Heckler. <laughs> oh, the question was uh, how yes, hecklers and controversy. Um, haven't experienced many hecklers. Oh, also, I, I feel like Um, Maybe it's a little bit more civilized in L.A. I've only performed in Los Angeles, you know, like in vicinity and Las Vegas. So, yeah, heckling was not really the case. And I feel like I'm still, you know, like this incubated comic who lives in a bubble because I haven't been on road. Like I haven't really, you know, seen um, the country while being on stage like I haven't performed in so many states which hopefully I'll be able to after this pandemic is over yeah. <laughs> so yeah no bad heckler stories yet
1: <laughs> we're looking forward to peach. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So, um, earlier you talked a little bit about, uh, people coming at you on social media, um, them bringing up, you know, the fact they used to model and being like, you can't have an opinion. Um, do you, which is not true, but (laughs) that's me saying them what those other people say, not us, but, um, has you, has the fact that you transitioned from being like a Playboy bunny to stand up, have people ever given you a hard time? Cause even like being like, I'm like a semi-attractive woman. I'm like, oh no, like I have to wear short, like you know a raggedy shirt, that so they don't, you know, so they like me or whatever. Has being an attractive woman ever been um, something that you felt like you? Sh- it was a, something that struggled for you um, in comedy.
2: I love this question. One hundred percent. No. Two hundred percent. No. Five hundred percent. I feel like. As an attractive woman was Playboy past. I have to work so much harder than most people in comedy because I want people to take me seriously. And just based on the fact that I was in Playboy, I still feel like even, you know, even in LA, even in the industry, um, a lot of people just don't think I'm a comedian. They wouldn't give me time a day. Because they're like, oh, she's just pretty girl with a lot of followers. And that's how she gets on the shows. Um, a lot of people still probably think, like, I'm not funny enough. <laughs> and, and, hey, I'm still a baby comic. Like, six years into comedy is nothing. Um, but sometimes I wish... It's almost, I feel like when I get on stage, I have to explain myself. First, I have to explain myself as to why I am Russian. And where I'm from, because everybody's going to be picking up on the accent, and until I address it, they just, their heads going to be elsewhere. And then I have to explain them why I'm why I look like this and why I do comedy.
0: <laughs> yeah. So
2: that's Dude, kind of preaching the choir right now. <laughs> and I'm not saying that I'm like super hot and attractive and fuck you, ladies are gorgeous and young and amazing. <laughs> it's just. When people see a blonde, like even if I hide my boobs and like, look, I'm wearing a turtleneck, I'm still going to be considered a blonde blonde bombshell. Yeah, Not that I absolutely. Want, but it's just the stereotype. So yes, it's so much harder. I've gone to like when I used to go to open mics when we were open. I got bullied, you know, obviously I would be laughing stock of an entire open mic because guys would come up on stage and be like, well, well, all playboy playboy playmates now doing comedy or leave comedy to us ugly dudes. Go post an Instagram picture, get out of here. Like, you know, that's just very common. So I think it's always a struggle for me because I really like appreciate people who, approach me, you know, to do their shows, to do tapings, who actually think I'm funny. And it's like the biggest compliment to me. Um, you know, like I taped for Urban Flicks TV, um, Laugh Tonight with Damon Williams in the beginning of 2020. And um, Damon saw my clip on Laugh Factory's YouTube channel, and he contacted me to be on his show. And that was like, that's like the biggest compliment ever. I'm like, I can't believe this established community from Chicago thinks I'm funny. Oh my God. Like I'm counting my lucky stars right now, but you know, the stigma of being a model turned playmate turn. Yeah. It's, it's still there. It's not going anywhere, but I guess, you know, just makes me work harder and, uh, try to, write funnier jokes and hey break all these stereotypes for all other women so it's a little easier for us
0: amen I mean you are very funny I want to tell you that you are a very beautiful person but you are hilarious (laughs) I love um when I was going on
1: your Instagram deep dive I love this photo that you posted of you back in playboy costume and then in a bunny you onesie now and <laughs> you're like how my life is going like into comedy. Um, I could relate to you. I mean, I think most women can relate to you because we, we feel like we have a chip on our shoulders. When we go up there, we have to be the either one of the funniest people that go up there or definitely at least funnier than three guys that are going to go up. Yes, where, the
2: pressure's on, and then you know the other thing is I feel like they will see one girl who is not as funny, and this will be like yeah. a forever talk of that, like oh, women aren't funny. Ooh.
1: yeah, it's so, like held to standard. It's ridiculous, and and I really uh, relate to you saying how you go up there and you feel like you have to explain yourself. Like I'm still there too, where. I feel like the first, if I have a 10-minute set, the first three minutes, it's me explaining who I am, where I come from, why I look this way. Um, it, it's this thing that, that I, I don't know why we, we feel the need to explain ourselves. So you've done tons of, of acting gigs. Is there anyone specific that sticks out to you or, or a favorite time that you had on set?
2: Who? Um... I only worked on one sitcom, you know, that's actually filmed as a sitcom, and that was for iCarly, iCarly on Nickelodeon. And you'd be surprised, even today, I think it came out in maybe 2010, 2010, so 11 years ago, I still get recognized from iCarly on TikTok every day. Wow. Oh my God. I was in one episode. I was I was a guest star of one episode. And that just like all kids remember they're not kids anymore. They're probably in their twenties now. Like or you they're know They're
0: all TikTok 20s. stars now. <laughs> <laughs>
2: exactly. But everybody's like, everyone I were you on know, I Carly because you look so familiar. I'm like, yep, that was me. But honestly, like that was probably the most fun experience um i've never been on a sitcom set like i didn't know what the process was how you go from like table read to you know wardrobe and rehearsals and two days of taping i had a blast and uh those everybody who worked on it i mean those kids they're not kids anymore you know they're so amazingly talented mm-hmm. Ooh, and the writing of the show is amazing. I don't know. Did you girls watch Hey, Carly? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: Yes. We I watched Hey, Carly and all those, all the Nickelodeon shows.
1: <laughs> he was the original vlogger. Yes. OG vlogger. Yes. <laughs>
0: yep. <laughs> So how has, because uh, you're talking a little bit about TikTok, how has it TikTok influenced your career during the pandemic? I mean, California's closed and you really hopped on this platform. And I remember in March, that I, I started following you around March or February, and I remember you hopping on TikTok and that you just really were consistent. And then I felt like you found your groove. Um, how is that? What was that journey like? And how has it influenced your career during the pandemic? Has it opened any doors for you?
2: Um, I don't know about opening doors, but I think I learned how to make content. So when you make something on TikTok, even if it doesn't do well on TikTok and you put it on Instagram, you're considered a genius. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot of like Instagram people they're not on TikTok and some of them are older but when they see a TikTok on Instagram oh my goodness it's like you blow people's minds <laughs> and if you're on TikTok and if you're consuming TikTok content you know that every creator on TikTok is the same has the same amount of genius if not more <laughs> because everybody's copying each other mm. and like oh how do you come up with this shit and like this is so amazing so i think it it was great to understand that like if I want to brand myself as a comedian I have to put out funny content because you can't possibly be putting up a stand-up clip of yourself you know twice a week you're going to run out of content and material very quickly so uh this is a different way and with TikTok I was hoping to find um since I started the platform from scratch with zero followers, I was hoping to find people who would appreciate comedic content. And that's why I was pushing my original content on TikTok because I didn't want to be just another creator with boobs. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, you know, TikTok is still the biggest opportunity out there to grow because right now you every video you post, you get new followers, it's crazy. It's like yeah. Instagram 10 years ago.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, I uh, need what, slow on TikTok. <laughs> I need to slow, I need to get back on it more.
2: <laughs> I need to give you some TikTok tips. I was actually, <laughs> I started giving TikTok seminars to the girls who study with me in a comedy group. With mis- misfit toys, yeah, with TikTok, like you have to be consistent if you want to go from zero followers to you know a hundred thousand. Like you kind of have to be consistent. Now I feel like I got a little bit lazier and slowed down a little bit, so I'm not growing as fast. Um, But, you know, I feel like it's a good foundation to have a couple hundred thousand followers I've made during pandemic, you know, why not? That hopefully will be will become my fans and Mm -hmm. maybe will come to my live shows around the country. I highly recommend TikTok for everyone.
1: Yeah, I am obsessed with TikTok. It's so funny because the last set that I had before the pandemic hit was about TikTok and how much I'm obsessed with TikTok. And, uh, oh, my God. I, I want to see that. Oh, I'll, I'll send you a clip. <laughs> but uh, Please, yeah. please. I'd love to see that. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I do know that, like, going on your TikTok, like, you definitely take advantage of all the different characters you have in your hat. And I know you do impersonation with your grandma and your mom. And, like, first, do they know? And how do they feel about it? <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, my mom's not proud. Yeah, absolutely not. Like she oh, no. she yeah, she she hates it. I was um I think like every time I talk to her, I come up with like a new idea. Like my latest one was like, "Oh, you're looking a little round. Oh, you're looking <laughs> a little round. Do you have good news for me?" I'm like, "No, mom." Um, oh, so you just fat." Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> So so like, that's just like, yeah, talking to my mom, literally, every conversation can become a TikTok. But my mom is like, genuinely worried that if I attempt to come to Russia, they will meet me like uh, Navalny was, you know, (laughs) and put me in jail. um, Because I'm a foreign agent, I'll go figure. (laughs) That's, that's her genuine concern. Like, shut up. And uh, yeah, ever had, don't like, make any waves. Uh, I think, you know, Russia comes from history of like oppression and stuff where people were, you know, just scared because sometimes people were taken away mm-hmm. in the nighttime because somebody told on them for like literally for like nothing. Um, my mom's father went to Gulag, actually and uh, he died shortly after in the 50s but my mom never knew him because her mom was pregnant with my mom when he got taken away because he was a prisoner of war during um world war ii and most prisoners of war ended up in gulag because you know stalin thought they're they're all foreign agents so my mom's mom had to marry another man immediately who didn't have arms so she married you know someone who was disabled in hopes that like her family will be fine and she wouldn't be common accessory
1: wow
0: yeah so that's my family who was also in the gulags it's it's so crazy it's crazy to think about that culture of what that was
2: yeah and you know it's a history of oppression history of not being able to speak your mind and even like right now so yeah we call it democracy but uh it's like you want to talk bad about president poison you know <laughs> you want to have more money than the president poison you want to run for president <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: That's so yeah funny. You go. Anna. No, I was going to say my mom was just telling me the other because my parents are going through this thing where they we moved here in the 90s, late 90s. I was only three years old. My parents also had me late because my mom had me at 36, which is in Russia. That's like especially back then. She, it's like, oh, wow. Like that. That it's didn't really happen. Late. Yeah, but they were trying for 10 years and even she got married at 26 and that's like an old maid, you know, that's, that's no good, no good. But, um, they were telling me that they've been learning about all these things now that they're here. And one of them was that there was this, uh, the pie, the pioneers, there was like, kind of like a, for Ashley, I'm explaining, it's kind of like the Pionieri. they were almost like a Girl Scout, Boy Scouts, but they were uh-huh. a part of the national they were they were a part of the state basically, not just you know, a separate organization. Soldiers we'll soldiers, I got it. Yeah, but my parents <laughs> my parents were telling me that, that one of the camps that they went to as part of this was named after this boy, and that this boy had always been regarded as a hero, and that you know, they would always talk about oh, this boy was the best pioneer, whatever, all this stuff. Well, now I think a month ago or so, they found out that the reason why the boy was a hero was because he had given up his parents uh, back in the Stalin days and because for you know, helping for doing something and he was a hero because he gave up his parents because they were working against the government so but that oh like my other thing, I always say that it's interesting that it, um, for countries where people were oppressed on such an large scale level or like brainwashed even because I definitely would say that what happened there is brainwashing. There is this like blanketed I don't want to say like it's a mental illness but it is this thing
1: it's a mental that illness
0: it's it i mean but it affects it affects all of the people at a universal level so it's interesting mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of russians like a lot of cubans too are very easily manipulated during the election in america mm-hmm. um because of that yeah. ability to because of that you know that collective trauma um but i've learned i've seen it with my parents exploring it it's Oh my goodness. I don't know where it's going to go for comedy in Russia in the future and how that freedom of speech will be. It's interesting to see. It's a big experiment. (laughs)
2: Uh, Yeah, I think I came across a couple articles where two comedians had to leave Russia because they were making political jokes. So um, yeah, I definitely would not want to do comedy in Russia. In fact, do anything in Russia. (laughs) (laughs) yeah <laughs> your, your parents are heroes oh, anastasia <laughs> your yeah, parents I know, are heroes that they were able to like in their like late 30s you know no we were here when they were, so they were already in their four, in
0: yeah, 40s they were already in their 40s yeah
2: exactly like it to be 40 in russia you were considered like you were like pre-senior
0: age no they were already <laughs> retired my dad was already retired Oh do I see already getting attention. pension. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, in my
2: hometown like people retire at 45 and 43. <laughs> Women at 43, oh my God. men at 45. I'm 43 right now. So, uh because they work at like chemical factories, uh we 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 say it um, <laughs> I don't know how to translate it, but like hazardous hazardous
0: jobs. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense, that makes I, sense.
1: Russia, it, it's funny because Russia has been a pretty big influence, as you guys know, in Cuba. And I remember my, as a kid, my mom would tell me she went to that camp that you're talking about, it was a similar camp in Cuba, and it was basically to convert and brainwash everyone. And I remember my mom telling me that my aunt had like was the oldest, and she would always be like we're leaving (laughs) we're leaving and she (laughs) she was the driving force she said after they went uh to the the camp that summer uh they went to the beach and my aunt took one of the little like tugboats or whatever, like a a three person boat. And she put me in my, um, I mean, she put my mom, not me, I wasn't born. And she put her, my mom in the boat and they tried, she said, we're going to America. They didn't make it like not even a mile off before the coast guard came and they couldn't swim, but she was like, we need to get out of here. Oh like my God. Yeah, it was intense. It was intense. But but see, it's like when you live in countries like
2: this, you're kind of forced to grow up really fast mm-hmm. and to form your own opinions. Like your aunt was like smart. She's like, uh, uh, uh nope, not going to happen. We're going to get out of here. Like, you know what I mean? Like my family, like we never have thoughts, had thoughts that somebody could like leave the country or, you know, like immigrate mm-hmm. to a different country. So honestly, like... Um, um, kudos to your families, to your moms and dads that like, they 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 have balls, like they came here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's amazing. It really is. It does make you more grateful the more when you yeah. talk about people who, because um, in one of our previous shows, we talked to uh, Fabrizio Capano, who came from Chile. And even though he, it wasn't the same sort of background of like, um, you know, oppression like Russia, it is just, fascinating the way that people can keep going as they immigrate immigrate, and um, the persistence because there are a lot of haters that are like I know my mom's a teacher they're like I don't understand what you're saying and you know people mess with accents and stuff and it is there's a lot of bullshit that people have to put up with when they come to this country yeah
2: you know it's funny when you start speaking with an accent people automatically assume that you are not of the same level of intelligence mm. just because you have an accent like they don't actually realize that you're speaking a second language fluently <laughs> but hey it's makes
1: not you easy to be. Intelligent.
2: <laughs> yeah it should be the opposite
1: <laughs> yeah. just, you have I'm an accent you're very projecting. smart yeah. yeah say it again Oh no, they're, they're just people that are projecting. They feel insecure that the, here comes this person who has endured so much and now they're still going forward and I'm still living at home with my mom in a trailer. I don't know. I'm assuming yeah. now. <laughs> well, oh,
2: but I know the mentality exactly. I'm actually trying yeah. to tastefully work on a comedy piece um, about how everyone who's born in America they're bo- born with a willy wonka's golden ticket and they don't realize it because you know like people take rafts and boats airplanes i don't know marry ugly white people just like to be in this country and some americans they're born here and (laughs) they don't really utilize it like they don't do anything with their lives
0: Yeah. Well, that's like a play my parents always have. And that's the thing that's like where it goes back to <laughs> Russian sometimes be racist. Cause they're like, we, we did so much and we got here. There's all these lazy Americans and all this stuff, because for them, they're like, why does anyone have to be a welfare thing? I'm like, mom, you don't understand. There's a lot to it in America. And it's interesting too. just, of. Uh, um, there because there's all kinds of circumstances um here but the, it is at the end of the day being here born here you do have a level up like you have that level up no matter what um regardless of circumstances but definitely there's it's a complicated country <laughs> to say the least To say the least <laughs> <laughs> To say the least Um, I, one last question. So you mentioned earlier, and this was kind of something I was curious about, um, before we our speed, we're going to have a speed round of questions after this. So we'll wrap up. (laughs) Yes, it's just, it's just fun to improvise things. But so you were saying earlier, uh, you haven't broken through past that Russian stereotype, uh, that you get cast as these Russian characters. Um, how have you embraced that? And what, you're saying you would like to play a character just a neutral accent what is your ideal character that you would like to play
2: Ooh, um i would like to be a james bond girl ah
1: yes. uh-huh.
2: doesn't have to be russian by the way <laughs> <laughs> yeah. here's here the stereotype i would love to be on a sitcom I would love to be on a sitcom. Um, regardless of who I am, I can play a mother. I can play a daughter. I can play a wife. Um, I I know that it's funnier to have a Russian accent, but at the same time, when when I put on fake Russian accent, I um I sound stupid to myself. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's almost like. <laughs> i can't take myself seriously like i almost feel like i'm playing a character where like i can tap more into my acting ability i i don't know maybe it's just in my head like if i just speak you know the way i speak right now and i don't have to be this you know grotesque person (laughs) (laughs) there's so many roles out there like i would you know Killed to be on a show like game of thrones where like a lot of people had accents you know it didn't necessarily like it didn't matter where they were from uh, most of them had british accents
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: no there's so many dream roles out there honestly i can keep going on and on and on
0: well, that's good that you're dreaming big, but all right, we're going to get into the speed round. Um, thank you, Irina, for those for answering all those questions, but now we're going to get fast. So Ashley, do you what? want to get
1: us started? Let's do it. Okay, my first question is, how do you handle pressure or stressed in, um, situations?
2: I eat a lot of food, like you a lot, and snack a lot um uh, snacks um all kinds of food if, if not under pressure i would have had that one bowl of soup i would have five bowls of soup until i'm stuffed until the pressure is suppressed by the soup <laughs> <laughs> okay
0: oppress the, the depression okay <laughs> who is your inspiration oh, or so
2: many <laughs> Oh my goodness. Ah. Oh. In comedy, or just generally speaking, I think I always have um, a lot of respect for uh, comedians and for actors who give back who don't forget where they came from who empower others like you know when Tiffany haddish got her Netflix special you know what did she do she's like I'm gonna call my girls like I'm gonna we're all doing it yeah. like one of us is famous we're all gonna be famous so you know like people like that people that um give back to charities and really you know um, feel strong about their beliefs
1: okay um what is your guilty pleasure besides soup food
2: soup lots of soup like lots of soup no i i made like three different types of soup this week and i made my husband eat them all but i like to cook and um i like to hoard succulents (laughs) my shopping therapy is buying succulents and i i I, i'm a succulent hoarder i have like succulents all around our yard oh that's cute yes it's a little tree yes i'm a succulent hoarder i would hoard cats too but our house is not that big so (laughs) two is kind of a lot right now
0: (laughs) okay um so i know you've done a lot of acting and modeling gigs uh one that i have encountered um in my daily life when looking for halloween costumes is that you've done some yandy costumes (laughs) before what is your favorite halloween costume and are there any funny costumes that you've ever had to model
2: yes i think i've modeled thousands of costumes because i worked for one of the biggest um halloween costume manufacturer leg avenue and yandy carries them like a lot of other online stores She still carry them um funny costume one time i had to model those underwears for men with elephant ears oh (laughs) you know those like g-strings like what do you call it (laughs) jockstrap <laughs> for dudes but you modeled with was different <laughs> no i modeled them yeah with different like fa- faces and uh i'm like why me they're like well we don't have a male model we're just gonna like take it off and photoshop it on a guy's body
0: oh so it wasn't <laughs> it was even a... on your body but they... <laughs> it was
2: it was but they were gonna put it on some like muscly dude's
0: body <laughs>
2: later <laughs> I've modeled those. I've modeled a fair amount of um, crotchless lingerie, like crotchless buddy stocking. <laughs> I'm very shy. Um, <laughs> favorite... <laughs> Favorite Halloween costume. Like I was fortunate enough to never have to buy costumes because I could always like take some from work or like order whatever I wanted from people I worked with. Um I think the funniest ones are the DIY, like the ones you can actually, you know, tailor and like make up yourself or put your own twist. Like, don't be a nurse, be like a zombie nurse. Like <laughs> dirty up a little bit. It's more fun oh my
1: gosh I would how much do they go for
2: <laughs> which ones the, the, the elephant ears or the nurses
0: the elephant ears <laughs> wait so I have a sure. question did they stuff the elephant ear for you Cause isn't it isn't the elephant trunk? Isn't it one of those? We're talking about the same type of costume, right? That's what I'm oh, yeah, thinking. Yeah, we do. That. We do. Did they stuff it for you, or were they just no. like oh,
2: no, no? No, I just had to, yeah, pretend like I have big balls. They're like Irene has big balls. She's totally gonna fit it. Oh, my <laughs> God. To stuff.
1: All my right. stuff. The we trunk have to questions. stand up by Actually, itself. Ashley, you're up next. Uh-huh. Oh. Okay. Have you have you ever played the game uh, Fuck Mary Kill?
2: No, but I heard of it.
1: Okay, we're I gonna play.
2: Literally right
1: played. Okay. Okay, we're gonna play. I'm gonna name three people, and you're gonna, in that order, say Fuck Mary and Kill, and then you could say why or, or not. Ready? Okay. Uh, Jared Leno. Uh. uh, Channing Tatum Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and Mike Pence
2: you kill Kill you? <laughs> it, it sounds daunting if I say kill Mike Pence because, like, I'm becoming like his tribe, you know. <laughs> and I'm not the one like running around the Capitol like hang my pants, hang my pants. Oh yeah, so, treason! No, <laughs> oh my God. no, nobody should be killed among three of those people. But at the same time, I mean, maybe Channing Tatum because he's too freaking hot. Like, he should just—he's making all the men insecure. Hot and funny triple threat kill him kill him freeze his sperm then kill him
0: his... <laughs> at least mike pence is a loyal husband <laughs> i'll
1: marry
2: mike pants yeah <laughs> let's marry mike pants i i think that's that's pretty logical um so and what are we gonna fuck jay leno Oh, no, not Jay. <laughs> no, Jay Leno. Jared Leto. Jared Leto. Jared Leto.
0: <laughs> Jared Leto. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Same yeah. thing. Same okay. To be fair, yeah. Ashley, okay, so yeah. When you when she said it, when you you said. uh Jared, you said Jared Leno. I think that's what you said <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. So
2: oh my gosh. Not Jay Leno. Yeah, I wasn't sure it was Jared Leno, <laughs> Jay Leno. So uh, hey, uh, yeah, fuck both. I, I whatever. Yeah. Fuck
0: it, it's them. a mermaid. Well,
2: oh, no, one of them.
0: It's a mermaid where one half of it, the person is Jared Leno and the other one is Jay Leno. Oh <laughs> so you have Jared Leno and then <laughs> Okay, um if you could live anywhere else other than LA, where would it be?
2: Somewhere warm, probably Florida.
0: Hey. <laughs> All the Russians okay. here.
2: <laughs> or Mexico. I like Mexico too. I wouldn't mind retiring somewhere in Cabo or um Cancun. Hmm. Okay.
1: So, um ideal line up to go on a tour with. Top 3 who would you go with? On a oh my tour?
2: goodness, this is such a tall order. Uh, ooh, or
1: at least one person you would like to
2: I'll take you girls and okay. I'll take <laughs> a couple of my LGBT friends, you know, who are hilarious and um yeah, like my friend Aiden Park is a lot of fun will melendez like you know like it's always a good time with them um yeah i I mean i have i I used to have other comedy friends that i would see every day but now (laughs) we've been on a lockdown (laughs) right (laughs) but honestly like all women comedy tour sounds amazing and Mm. maybe like all women slash lgbt comics tour sounds even more fun
0: yeah, the gals and gays. We love it. Yeah. <laughs> we love it. Okay, we have two more questions, I think. I don't know, whatever. We'll just call it two more. Um, what? What's next for you? What would you like to do after this pandemic's over?
2: I'm in the process of packaging a film that I co-wrote. I would like for this film to go in production after a pandemic and it's a very tall order, but um, you know, a girl can dream. And uh, this is, yeah, this is kind of my first film and we wrote it for ourselves. So I really would love for it to make, make it happen.
0: That's awesome. Did you write it? Um, who did you write it with? Uh, You're saying for our, ourselves.
2: Yeah, my friend, Xenia, who's another Russian girl. So we hired initially we hired a writer, but it was sort of like our idea. And um, we did a lot of rewrites together. So we're sort of like we feel like we're all equally wrote it, even though if we didn't necessarily like actually I did do some rewrites myself and final draft. But um, yeah, so it's a joint venture of Xenia, me, our writer, Matt. And we're hoping to go in production and be able to play the characters we wrote
0: for ourselves. Yeah.
1: Okay. And my last question is, well, the world ends tomorrow. What's the last thing you want to do before everything goes kaboom?
2: Ooh. I would love to have a nice dinner with my husband (laughs) Uh, dinner, romantic time sexy time together Um, followed by maybe like um, an evening by the fireplace petting our kittens oh very sweet
0: that's very sweet (laughs) that's a a good way for it to go (laughs) that's a good way to go
2: um, i feel like i'm getting ready for sorry i feel like i'm getting ready for apocalypse every night though right every night, you know we make dinner we have a glass of wine and then we pet kittens
0: i mean that's basically what i'm doing now i just got a puppy um the other day so basically that's 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 it that's it doesn't get better than that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, who
1: needs kids? I I want pets and plants. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, awesome. Well, yep. Irina, um, if you just want to share uh where the people can find you, what they uh, you know, they can look for in the future, definitely that movie, um, fingers crossed. Uh if you just want to share that and we'll wrap it up.
2: I'm on Instagram, my first name, last name at Irina Boronina. On TikTok, I'm Irina Boronina. It's pretty much Irina Boronina all across. And just if you start commenting on my things, chances are, you know, I'll write you back. So I love engaging with my fans. And um, yeah, find me at the upcoming comedy shows. Watch yeah. from anywhere in the world. Zoom shows are the only shows I do right now. So um, I would be very happy if you guys find me. Awesome. I hear that (laughs) cat. Hold on, on, on. she's she's like um, crying right now.
0: Oh the best way to end an episode is with a cat. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Oh my goodness. What's their name? Who is that?
1: Poofy. It's poofy. Oh my gosh.
2: (laughs) It's poofy. Poofy has one eye.
1: And Ozma,
2: oh, uh, uh, She's <laughs> oh. <is> one eye. <laughs> she is He's a rescue a kitten. Um, it, no, he, she's a divorce settlement oh. um, <laughs> from my second husband. Uh, he wanted to keep both cats, but I was fighting <laughs> really hard. So I got him back, and now she's 13.
0: Oh, nice. congrats!
2: <laughs> nice. <laughs>
0: Lasted longer than the relationship. <laughs>
2: yep, the, she's like my longest relationships. I've only been married for three years to my current wonderful husband. So yeah, Poofy is yeah. She over- outlived all of them.
0: <laughs> Shout out to Poofy. <laughs> Thank you, Irina. Thank you. This was so awesome.
2: Woo! Thanks for having me, ladies. Love you both.
1: so much fun with the arena thank you so much for
0: listening guys yeah and please subscribe to us if you are enjoying on um you know apple podcasts on all of the different platforms and please 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 leave us a review because we are going to be fresh off of women's month but we still need your support we still need the support
1: Yes, we're going to need your support all day, every day, please. And thank you.
0: Women's Month is all year long, baby. Yes, it is. (laughs) Speaking of which, I have my period.
1: Hey. (laughs)